Two World Wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Two World Wars. Put your testicles in the sea gap. It's contagious, bro. Like, it's really fucking contagious. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello, hello. Welcome to Yeah, loud and clear. Nice. We are recording on the episode two. Coming live from uh, the Watt Center, the Watt Family Innovation Center. Oh, wow. Carolina. Technology is crazy, man. Yeah. Dude, the door's locked. Yeah, they know what what we're talking about. (laughs) Um. But Todd, it's glad to have you on, man. It's been oh, a- I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really, really appreciate it, taking the time to call in. So I think the first thing we should address is it's Thursday. We got Thursday night football on tonight. Big what day. are you feeling about your Ravens? Look, who looked great week one going against the, uh, um, the fabled Bengals after last year's. Well, well I, I have to start with the elite dragon, Joe Flacco. Flawless <laughs> day. Uh, probably would have had a perfect pass rating had it not been for a couple drops by our receivers in the downpour. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Marlon Humphrey, Brandon Carr stepping up huge with Jimmy Smith out. Um, mm. Look for Mixon to put up zero points this week. <laughs> <laughs> so you really think that, though, because Mixon can catch passes out of the backfield. So you really think the negative yardage, he's going to catch five passes for negative 50 yards? Maybe he'll have one or two points. You don't think A.J. Green's going to prove the dominant force? Um, A.J. Green has had success on us in the past, but I don't know. It's going to be a huge test for Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. It's going to be huge for Brandon Carr as well. Going up. Well, I don't know if it's Brandon Carr or Tavon Young that's going to be I, I don't John know. Ross. It, it may, but it, yeah. He, um, he's, he can dominate if they get him one-on-one. Oh, yeah. I mean – we always probably need, need to have, like, a safety over the top with, with his eyes on John Ross because uh, he can break, like, any secondary open. Yeah, absolutely. Although he hasn't done it this season. You know, this hey, it, was a t- it was a touchdown, though. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's all that matters. Score, baby, score. So, so what's, your, um, what's your score prediction for this game? Um. I believe the over/under is sitting at forty-four point five. I say, I say, I say, we blank them in Cincy, twenty-eight nothing. Flack of. Mm. And does that have anything to do with um, them giving the Bills or the Bills giving them a standing ovation? <laughs> the oh, anger yeah, is yeah. going to be there, dude. This is our revenge tour. Uh, he, here, here's my here's my hot take on the game. The hot take was nothing. The hot. Oh, uh, did we lose you? The hot take will be Lamar Jackson. Can you hear me? Oh, oh, wait. We lost you there for a sec, Tops. Okay. Can you hear me now? Hot take, I think. Can you hear me? Yeah. We, we missed that hot take. Sorry. Here's the, here's the hot take. Not 28 nothing. The hot take is in prime time, week two. Lamar Jackson finds the end zone in the regular season for the first time and blows up the internet. That's my hot take. They're going to be up so much that they're going to be bringing in Lamar Jackson late game. No, not that. I think one one of the weird pack. Hello? Yeah, let's just do it on the speaker. Fuck the headphones. Oh, wait, no, it works. I'm here. Can you hear me? Cool. I like the headphones, though. 
<laughs> Why? I think it sounds better. Can you hear me, guys? Ryan, I can hear you. Tots, we can hear you. We're back. For the... Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. A little technical difficulty. Yeah, no, we're experiencing them over here, too. Comes with the territory when you use a free app. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually in a pretty risky spot right now. Like the sky the sky is like black. I have my laptop and all my paraphernalia outside. Mm. Mm. Yeah, stay safe. We don't want to. You always gotta protect the McNuggets, dude. Yeah. So going back to a more fantasy outlook of it, what do we think about uh the week one, how it turned out. Any surprises that you saw that you were particularly – that someone played? Because um, off the bat, I, th- I think I saw a lot of teams leaving a lot of points on the bench. That's the, that was the theme of week one. Uh, yeah, Tots, I think your bench outscored your team. Yeah, it uh, did. Points. Uh, yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say um, my team probably underperformed more than anybody else's. Like looking at the mm-hmm. score, like 70.4 points, like that's downright terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan sucks. Fournette got hurt. Amari Cooper sucks. Chargers defense without Bosa sucks. Uh, well, against yeah. the Chiefs, they don't suck, but they just happen to play one of the better offenses in the NFL. Yeah, it, it was my. It was, I think it was Mahomes' first start. Uh, negative three points is uh, Se- second second start. He started week seventeen. Okay. Um, he looked good though. Mahomes looks really good. Taking a look at the other matchups, let me let me see if anything jumps out. Um, the Chase Ryan Williams one is a little scary, just because Chase didn't even play Deshaun Jackson, who had thirty points. Um, he could have easily scored one hundred and eighty. Um, and Ryan Williams just—you really see the hurt that Le'Veon Bell has bestowed upon him. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Here, here's a hilarious play. Blake Com- Blake Comer starting Charles Clay. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I mean, he, he, he still won. He still won. And, and Bor- I mean, Borgie, come on, man! He got unlucky with Doug Baldwin and Doug Baldwin. So and... That sucks for him because everybody else on his team played well. Yeah, didn't didn't play Philip Rivers. Didn't play. Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's I, what I, happens I, when you start Tariq Cohen. Without in a doubt, Blake Comer was probably the luckiest kid this week. Um, the fact that Aaron Rodgers came back and put up twenty-five points yeah. and won, even though he started Charles Clay, wow. And the fact that I mean, he won because Marshawn Lynch on the three-yard line just manhandled oh, everyone yeah. into the end zone. And you forget that that well, that twelve points came on one play, basically yeah. half of it. Dude, he had two offensive like linemen pushing him into the end zone. So that was by the skin of your teeth. But at the same time, the OBJ pick as the first overall, I mean, if he was going to choose Le'Veon instead, it, it might not be the worst decision. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, again, and more and more it looks like his antenna made out like a bandit with Todd Gurley at three. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I just, I just think it's the parody of uh, Ryan Williams on our draft and having the best team. And going to arguably the worst team statistically now. Now that he yeah, and as we were just saying, we were looking at some articles, and and the the overwhelming thing is, Le'Veon is great. 
It's, it's a definite, but you can get someone who who uh, can get the job done. Especially James Conner, for example, gets the job more than enough done. Um, obviously, a tough game. That I mean, when you, when you tie the Browns, it's questionable things got to happen. Hugh Jackson. I mean, the rain also played a portion of it, but yeah, no, I mean, Todd Haley. I mean. Yeah, that game wasn't that great. So, do you think after what? Wait, do you think after one loss, the Browns will bring in Baker? No, no. I think, I think that Hugh Jackson is way too stubborn for that. I think Hugh Jackson gets fired before Baker Mayfield starts. Hey, Andrew has a vendetta against Hugh Jackson. He really hates Hugh Jackson, dude, with a, a passion. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you go one and thirty-one in two years, and you're, you've only won three NFL games in three years as a head coach. I mean, I don't hate him. It's just I think the incompetency is at an all-time. I don't think there's anyone more incompetent to be an offensive, or not an offensive coordinator, a head coach than Hugh Jackson. He's a good yeah. offensive coordinator, but he's a high school football coach in the NFL. <laughs> I think another heavily underrated team uh, is Grayson's team. Um, the more I'm looking at it, especially after week one, the more I'm saying it looks like it's, it's got the legs to move. I mean, his running backs, Isaiah Crowell, Chris Thompson, both on the bench. Um, Jordan Howard, Lamar Miller. Jordan Reese. Like, and Julio, Julio and Nuke. Yeah, no, I mean, you I got mean, five running backs. I said that in week one. Yeah, that 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 team looks dangerous. Uh, I love Christian Thompson in the flex. I may actually put him at RB two over Jay Ajayi just because Jay Ajayi kind of got lucky with those twenty points because of the amount mm-hmm. of touches he gets. He's not going to get two touchdowns every game, that's for sure. But um, oh. lo- looking at his bench, like Jay, Jay Ajayi is still a better option than Lamar Miller, Garcon, uh, Isaiah Quell, or Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Well, no, nah, I think Tyler Lockett's poised for a breakout year now that Doug Baldwin's gone. I mean, that offense has nothing. The offense oh, yeah, that's right. fire in Seattle. But, I mean, Tyler Lockett can catch bombs like he did last week uh, for Russell Wilson. And, I mean. Brandon Marshall, you know, though. Who, who else is going to catch passes? Fucking Will Disley? Brandon Marshall, baby. Yeah, I guess. I mean, dude, the problem is there's no one going to protect yeah. Russell Wilson up front. The dude is just going to have to make it on his own. Force of will. Yeah, I mean, so uh, actually I felt a little better after, um, you know, I mentioned this a lot on the first podcast about Ty, you, you drafted Royce Freeman right ahead of me. Yeah. Um, after week one's uh, clear, like clearly divided backfield, what do you feel about it? What are you feeling about Royce Freeman? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to see more out of, out of Royce Freeman for him to crack the lineup. I don't think Philip Lindsay cracks the lineup in a ten man league either. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's kind of like Breda and um, the, the situation in San Francisco. Like you can't start either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just owning one of them. I mean, football is such a volatile sport. You know, all it takes is one injury to go down. Yeah, and and then now you have a low low end RB one, high end RB two. Yeah. Uh, could, could we actually talk about um, uh, going to Adrian's Antenna's team, Stick Talk, about, about mm. his flex this upcoming week? Right now he has Chris Hogan in there. 
But um, going into Jacksonville, uh, I don't I don't think that he's going to start him. But looking at his bench, he's got uh, a lot of depth. Randall Cobb, Carrion Johnson, uh, Keelan Cole possibly, or Carlos Hyde. What do you mm-hmm. think? Well, we talked a little bit about Keelan Cole last week. Um, you know, he didn't put up huge numbers, but he was all that he can he could be a fixture in that offense. Um, I think the Randall Cobb has the most upside. Um, maybe even Sterling Shepard. I think uh, the Dallas that Dallas defense is not as strong. I mean, I'm a Giants fan, obviously. You think we're gonna go in there and work people? See, I like Randall Cobb a lot just That's because uh, who's Minnesota's second corner? Whoever it is, he's hurt. Um, oh, Mackenzie Alexander's hurt, and then they have uh, they they have the rookie Hughes. Yeah, Mike Hughes is playing well, but they have Xavier with Mike Hughes. Randall Cobb is taking all of his And, and they, they have that uh, Michigan State corner, too, uh, Waynes or whatever. Trey Waynes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Randall Cobb. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers tends to just keep Randall Cobb alive when he thinks he's out for dead. Yeah. Uh, you know, but he also has Devontae Adams, so that could be a tough. I, mean, I just noticed that he has two. Green Bay receivers. Yeah, but he also has playing Adam Minnesota. Kyle Rudolph, so that game is huge for him. That Minnesota Green Bay game. Yeah, that's... yeah and he has Kirk Cousins too. So I mean, yeah, he has a lot of options. Um, I mean, Chris Hogan's still the number one receiver. Right yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe the sell on Chris Hogan. Uh, Chris Hogan is not. Well, he did not produce Week One. I think no, he didn't. I think there's too many options in New England yeah. in general. I think this is going to be the uh, the Gronkowski show. Gronk, maybe a little bit of James White. Yeah, well, with Rex Burkhead and Hurt, especially. Uh, James White's poised for a huge game. Oh, and who, who has James White? Mm, I wonder. <laughs> I, think, um, I think Chris Hogan may be too reliant on red zone uh, targets. So I'm pretty sure he was near the top of the league last year. Because I'm pretty sure, like, the yards aren't going to be there. Like, Chris Hogan's not going to have, like, a 1,000-yard year. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially with Julian Edelman coming back. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, fantasy football is all about trying to essentially – you're essentially surfing, right? You're trying to catch waves of players. You know, mm-hmm. no player is going to be dominant from week one to week 16. But – Rodgers. Oh, sure. Yeah, until he gets hurt and brings another collarbone. Um. You're just trying to maximize potential. Like Deshaun Watson last year, he was the best quarterback in the league when he played. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to find those waves, ride them, and then ditch them once they're done. That's the whole point of fantasy football. So, you know, the Chris Hogan's, the James Whites, those are all great plays, but they're not necessarily sustainable plays. Mm-hmm. Now, Todd, I see you still got Leonard Fournette in there. Are you not worried about the injury? Or you didn't even go. You, you didn't even go. You had the first overall waiver pick too. Um, yeah, and you I, didn't even target T.J. Eldon. I wonder. I forget who I, who I used that on. Uh, Quincy and Nua. Oh yeah, and I, tra- I yeah, and I traded that. Yeah. We yeah, me and Todd did. If you guys didn't notice, me and Todd did have a trade. I tossed in Carson Wentz for Quincy and Nua. Yeah, and Tots, I gotta ask him what exactly was your thought process <laughs> in accepting that trade? Okay, just to hear your side of it. Okay, my my thought process was okay. A, a Nunwa stock is at an all time high. 
Yes. Most likely, like 95% chance this is as high as the stock gets, right? Mm -hmm. And I I look at Matt Ryan and I'm like, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what my thought process was when I targeted that. I was like, so, um, yeah. I think, I mean, it's not a bad trade for either of us, is what I was assuming. Exactly. That's why. That that trade is an indication that uh, I, I really don't like what I'm seeing from Matt Ryan. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave him in there for, like, another week. Like, at least just to, like, see if week one was a fluke. But get in the end zone. <laughs> see, now, do you, think, but, do you think it's more Matt Ryan or do you think it's Steve Sarkeesian? Because you look at some of the plays. I mean, they had eight plays on the goal line um, against the Eagles. Dude, he was, like, he was, like, he had, like, he was zero for three for throwing and with one interception in the red zone. Like, yeah, I like again, they ran the ball a lot, but he also had his opportunities, and he just. I'm not. I'm not defending him. I'm yeah. just saying, I don't necessarily think he's getting any help from his offensive coordinator in terms of ingenuity. Hmm. There, there is just... no ingenuity. It's they. They have two. They have two above-average running backs, and they have a top three receiver. That's an absolute freak. Yeah. Just. Just. And the O line is underrated. They got a good O line. Yeah, O line really is underrated. Good O-line. But again, back to that trade. I think that. The Carson Wentz trade for me, it was more the back the fact that I had Pat Mahomes and Alex Smith, and I think I could ride those two do aheads, and yeah. I can let Carson Wentz go. Yeah, no, maybe uh, also helps that Carson Wentz isn't playing. Yeah, take the upside on Quincy Inua. Hopefully, he becomes Donald's number one. Yeah, and I I do believe Mahomes will be starting caliber throughout the season. Uh, yeah, absolutely, especially in that Andy Reid offense. I mean. And that defense is so terrible. I mean, they're either playing catch-up or shoot-up. So, <laughs> either way, he's throwing 40 passes a game. Yeah, and Todd, the last thing on your team, I really like this Dion Lewis play. I think he's proved himself to be the man of that Tennessee team, I think. Yeah, I was surprised at the amount of touches he got and, like, the fact that he found the end zone. Um, I mean, I'm not high on the Titans in general. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to make the playoffs or anything. I don't think Mariota's anything special but um yeah i mean I, I was surprised how good he was i mean i i guess like since they it was always good in new england but like i said earlier like they have so many weapons like you can't rely on them but maybe mm-hmm. maybe he is more reliable maybe he is more consistent uh because they don't have as many weapons in tennessee hmm. yeah i'm just concerned about that entire tennessee offense i mean Jalen lawan's out and i think um jack conklin's hurt too Oh yeah, he's got two stud tackles, mm-hmm. and they're both out. Marcus Mariota almost got benched last game, um, and that defense—I mean, they have decent corners, but I mean, they just weren't getting it done against a, a terrible Miami team. I don't know that that there's there's always about four or five dumpster fires in the league every year, you know, just like mm-hmm. there's four or five elite offenses, um, and I think Tennessee's definitely a chronic team. One of those just, all right, let's start from scratch now. We have some pieces that are nice, but uh, not enough. Because they, they looked good in the playoffs last year. And then they fired Mike Malarkey, which, I mean, I probably would have done too if I was the owner. But I don't think Mike Rabel's a real head coach. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't see it happening. Um, 
Hey, Andrew, let me ask you this: If you were the Tex or uh, the Tennessee GM and you did fire Malarkey, uh, would would you bring in Hugh Jackson under the Rooney Rule just for an interview? Uh, uh, hard pass. Hard pass. Hey, you're 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 a racist. You mean Todd Haley? Yeah. You think he's gonna take that head coach? Those the Chiefs in the playoffs, guys. Not gonna Andrew, Andrew, you're gonna have a falling out with Todd Haley when you and him go downtown and you guys get, both get black out and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> no, I think that would be more more of a bonding moment than anything. Any. Keep you from getting arrested. So, win, 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 win in my book. A rarity out here. Sorry, not getting arrested going out. Um, yeah, but so back to the uh, the fantasy realm. Is there any players that you're just you wish you had more more stock in? Someone who you think is just going to blow up late season? Yeah, especially after week one. Um, I mean, like. Even some free agents kind of have that value, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of question marks on, on still available. Like, like Will, Will Disley, like, um, I don't know, Seahawks in line sucks, but, like, he was really, really, really good week one. I think I think maybe on PFF he, he was, like, near the, near the top in tight end grades. And he had a yeah. even grade, too. And you know Russell Wilson likes throwing to the tight end. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just a, a blocking phenom. Well, yeah, 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 and exactly, like, I mean, if I mean, you gotta somewhat assume that there's gonna be rational coaching. I mean, so if the offensive line is terrible, that means you roll out a tight end every play lined up next to the tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe even two. You know, Disley and Nick Benet. You can run an offense with two tight ends. You know, that can cure your offensive line work if you have two extra guys there. I mean, that's what the Jets did with Donald. They were running three tight end sets. Yeah, Jordan Light was getting a lot. Of Snaps. Yeah, their fourth tight end. They still got twenty five percent of their snaps. Yeah, seeing Jordan Leggett out there is going to be sweet. Um, do you think that the the Tampa Bay Bucks have a short lived run at the top right now, or is that going to continue with the Fitz Magic? Uh, that's that's definitely short lived. I mean, don't get me wrong; they could easily beat the Eagles this week. Uh, I don't know. I just. I, I find it so hard to believe in them after watching them for three seasons do the same exact thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that could be a product of Jameis Winston just not being the man that he needs to be? Yeah. It's not like they don't yeah. have the receivers or the talent. I mean, Yeah, it, it could be Jameis Winston. Um, see, it's tough to, you know, could Jameis Winston – could you have seen Jameis Winston do what Ryan Fitzpatrick did last week? My answer is yes. You know, you could see Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns in New Orleans to win. Mm. I just I disagree. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. What's that? I don't think Winston has proven himself a deep threat thrower enough. Like, that's why – I think that's why the, the Saints were game planning the, the non-deep ball, and then Fitzmagic just went – every one of his touchdowns was 25 yards or more on the ball. Yeah. In well, the, uh, they also got a new offensive coordinator who was dialing up bombs to Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, even when they were up by 14 points. Um, so part of it could be that, and maybe that is sustainable. Maybe that was the missing piece, and Dirk Cutter finally relinquished uh, play-calling duties. So maybe it's that, 
you know, if they decide to roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm not sure exactly what they're so I, I'll tell you what, though, if he wins four, if he wins three out of four or four out of four, I mean, even half his games, you're can, if he plays well, like, Dirk Carter wants his job. The dude is on the hot seat more than anyone in the NFL, probably. Yeah. You, you got you to gotta go with what works. Yeah, what do you think, Todd? Um, I, like, I, I actually watched that game last night at, like, 1 o'clock on NFL, NFL Network, and one thing that I noticed was, uh, Adam Humphreys had a great game. Like he actually had like a pretty pr- like a fifty yard touchdown called back by a holding call. Really? Yeah, he did. And what why I bring that up is because the the white man chemistry between Adam Humphreys and Ryan Fitzpatrick is unquestionable. I, I, I've I've seen Flacco have that kind of chemistry with white head ends in the past, and it's dangerous. I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't succeed in Harvard for no reason at all. Obviously, he loves the white man play. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I mean, if he was having a good game, he's their fourth receiver, you know, behind Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and Chris Godwin. Because uh, Chris Godwin is getting a lot of those slot snaps. But if Adam Humphreys, you know, Deshaun Jackson not playing this week. So. Yeah, and also, sp- speaking of Tampa Bay, I don't think there's any receiver that got more disrespected this year in fantasy drafts than Mike Evans. In every single draft I was in, he, he dropped like like mid round, like 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 fifth or sixth. And he comes out there week one, twenty three and a half points. A middle finger to all of us. I mean I could I could tell yeah. what draft Jesus. Who, who, who's letting him fall in the fifth or sixth round? Dude, I all I know is that he fell. And, <laughs> I mean, you can go back and look at the drafts. And- <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this. Todd, I mean, Tyler almost destroyed Kenzie's fantasy team by benching Mike Evans. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, well, you remember what happened last year with him and Marshawn Lattimore, right? <laughs> when uh, Jameis Winston yeah. hit the back of the head of Marshawn Lattimore and then they started fighting him. Yeah. Mike Evans came and decked him. Yeah, Mike yeah, Evans. I thought the dirty the down rook. <laughs> um, so looking at week two here in the matches, what um, matchup in our league are you most excited about, Todd? Um, let me let me take a quick look. Um, I think uh, me and Adrian's are the yes. only matchups between two, two one no teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, l- let me preview that real, right quick. Up, oh, you don't have any of your <laughs> starters in. How can, yeah. how can how can I evaluate? Yeah, Todd's just, I mean, just by looking at how it. Just, I, he's like, figure uh, it out. I, I'm going <laughs> to do this by only talking about Adrian's team. Uh, just, just yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins is definitely better than no TB. Yeah, Dude, Kirk Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins at Green Bay. Are you serious? That, that's a young secondary. He's gonna tear it apart. Andy Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson. He has Adam Thielen. He's double-dipped here. <laughs> and he's Kyle Rudolph. Dipped he's triple-dipped. And Rudolph. My yeah. Lord. Yeah. He's, he's betting on that Minnesota line. Listen to this. Take Chris Hogan out. Put, put, in, put in someone better. And you're going to be <laughs> Andrew, I promise you. Hot take. Who would you put? All right, so if you're, you're, you're in tenant right now, who are you putting in off his bench? Um, Are you doubling down on Minnesota and Green Bay game going Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph? I, okay, okay. I, I would go Carlos Hyde just because New Orleans defense looks so unimpressive. Yeah. They're, they, I mean, they Car- had Carlos no Hyde pressure. had a ton of touches week one. ton of touches. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, but then again, it was great. It was down for it. He, so he's he's got he's trip. got Rams defense against Arizona in in L.A. Are you serious, <laughs> dude? The defense is going to score twenty points. Yeah, dude. I mean, he, and he's got Gurley too against Arizona, who's just going to yeah. absolutely yawn. Oh my god. Young people. I mean, his his biggest matchup is going to be Joe Mixon getting zero points against Baltimore, right, Tops? Yeah, yeah. The, the, Joe, Mixon, <laughs> the Joe Mixon will hurt. But yeah, everywhere else, I think he's strong. And then, but on the uh, on the other side, Sowers got Kamara playing at Cleveland, Keenan Allen playing at Buffalo. Keenan Allen's going to put up thirty plus points at That's Buffalo. Seventy points right there. T.Y. Hilton, Washington's a tough game. Alex Collins. Eat, you better hope that's not a shootout. That's what you better hope. Baltimore, hey. Cincinnati. I don't think Andrew, Andrew, this is a real question. Andrew, are you starting Jimmy Graham this week? Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Minnesota was a tight end funnel against uh, San Francisco. And I think Jimmy Graham's a little bit better than George Kittle as much as I love George Two receptions for eight yards. Did you watch the game? Did you see how many times they were in the red zone? Yeah. None. Zero. Zilch. I, I and Aaron Rodgers was not time. there. Aaron Rodgers did not – when they're in the red zone, Jimmy Graham is a top-five threat in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers knows that. Aaron Rodgers is going to utilize. I have faith in Jimmy Graham. Hmm. Did, Disley had over 100 yards on a score. Yeah, against the Denver defense, which Jared Cook can easily do too. If I were Andrew, I'd probably start Jared Cook over Rudolph. But that's yeah, a tough yeah, I, I agree. Jared Cook looked really good. But just to diversify, if anything. Yeah, Derek Carr targeted Cook like so many times. Yeah. He must have had a second touchdown, or or maybe he didn't have any touchdowns at all. But I know, I know, like he threw it up to Jared Cook in the end zone and it got intercepted. But I mean, that was more because the they do. They had to put uh, freaking Akeem Talib on uh, Jared Cook because they had no one who could cover him. Cover him like that was more of a function. He's, of the he's defense, a mismatch I think. nightmare. I think that yeah, was a function of the how, defense how not having a lineman linebacker. About Jared Cook in his career. Oh my God! Look at this game. He he blew up. He's always been a physical freak. He's always been a physical specimen. Can he sustain it? That's always been the question. And for the past what six, seven years, the answer's been no. Mm-hmm. So Andrew, Andrew, let me quote you. Let me quote you. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. But is it a wave or is it just a blip? It, when I when I was watching uh, that Jared Cook uh, that that game Monday night with Jared Cook, like what I thought about was like last year I think Ryan Williams started Jared Cook in the final and he like dropped like a goose egg and I like wrote in the group me about Jared Cook or I like sent a Snapchat about Jared Cook like. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's the most, again, that's the most Jared Cook thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah, like, he's That's what Jared Cook does. He disappoints through his whole career. But, Sal, where are you going to put at your flex? Are you going to put – so you can th- assume an Alex Collins is your RB2. Uh, James Conner as your flex? Is that how you're going to have to do that? James Conner is my RB1, motherfucker. Alvin Kamara is not your RB1? Alvin Kamara can get me touches. But James Conner against that Kansas City defense. And I'm not worried about this week at all. I'm going to tell you that. There are, there are weapons on both sides. Hey, you, you should be scared, Andrew. Green, Green Bay secondary should scare you. Green Bay secondary? You don't like Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson? 
I, young, I, do, I do, but they're young and they're, Kirk Cousins is a Yeah, they're so young. Exactly. They have no fear. They don't know. They don't know Kirk Cousins. They don't give a shit about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> on, a, on the secondary game, I think yours and Grayson's game is going to match up very well, too. You guys are right about the same projected. You guys actually both have two teams in their projected spots, unlike Sauer. And, I mean, we already hit on some Grayson and a little bit on you, but just the matchup itself, it, uh, it's going to be a, a close one, I think. It depends on a, a lot of things. It's way I, 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 think, uh, I think it comes down to the wide receivers. He has Julio and DeAndre. Nuke is at, at Tennessee. Julio is, is uh, playing at Carolina mm-hmm. or, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, and if Deshaun can't do it against uh, Tennessee, we're going to have worries. I'm here, I think. Yeah. Uh, what, what's going to be fun to watch regarding the Panthers Atlanta game is I I have Matt Ryan, he has Julio. So how is that going to play out <laughs> in this week's matchup? Hey, I mean you you uh, mitigate your losses. It's key, and I mean the charge. Yeah, I think your Chargers defense is about to oh, put up against, twenty points. Against Buffalo. Yeah, it, it was a yeah. good hold. It was a good hold. You're just yeah. lucky they're not playing Nate Peterman anymore. Stop <laughs> balance there. Or else uh, they would have five picks by halftime again. Yeah. Oh, wait, Josh Allen's starting now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is. I didn't even see that. I mean, is he going to change anything besides him getting yeah. hurt? Um, dude, from they just want experience, he did look better. Allen looked better than Peterman. That's not saying much, but mm-hmm. definitely better. No, Allen's good. The ball. I like Allen. It's just there's no. He's going to make mistakes. Yeah, well, he's going to try and put it all on his back like he did in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Uh, uh, let, me, let me pull up Josh Allen's Wonderlick score here. <laughs> we were just talking about the Wonderlick and how Fitzpatrick has the perfect score. Yeah. I mean, that, that has to do something with how he's been in – or. He's been in the league so long because of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that has to be the contributor. He's a mental a – men, he's a football mind is what it is. I mean, he's probably going to coach. You can see that. Yeah, the amount of offenses that man has had to learn, he can just – he can pick. Um, and that beard. I mean, we can't ignore the beard. That, that thing is – Fear the beard. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's a good comparison. Uh, Josh Allen's had a Wonderlook score of 37. Not not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's below Kaepernick. Uh, but it's, act- it's actually the same score as Achilles Smith. The, the infamous, wow, the, thir- the third overall pick. In the the uh, infamous uh, 1998 draft. quarterback yeah. out of Oregon. Uh, both big-body quarterbacks. But, um, yeah. I mean, Josh Allen doesn't have to do much to be better than Achilles Smith. I mean, he's got to be better than Nathan Peterman, I think. Yeah, not, that's not hard either. And what's it was really sad to see, honestly, is Buffalo. I feel like had so much momentum. They had the new coach. They had the new. They almost looked halfway decent, like in the snow game and stuff. Dude, they benched Tyrod Taylor when he was playing all. Yeah, like at least Tyrod Taylor kept you in games. So. Yeah, I couldn't believe they did that. For... Dude, there were one Zay, Dro- Zay Jones drop away from being six and zero at the start of last season, and now look at where they are now. Yeah, Zane Jones does suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can stand up really that fast. He, he's he's better than Perryman. 
but he sucks. <laughs> um, all right, Ty, so looking at this week, what's your uh, – who, who's going to be your dud that you – you know, your surprise dud? Like a, like a top – like an RB1, a wide receiver one, and a tight end one. Who's going to be your dud? Um, and why? A.J. Green. <laughs> why? You really think uh, – Mar- 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 Marlon Humphrey, number two graded cornerback in the NFL last week. Who, who was number one, Ward? No, yeah. so, some some random guy on the Redskins, I think. But uh, just, just a random guy, Josh Norman. I don't know, maybe like I, I forget his name, but he had a graded ninety three, and Marlon had a grade of like eighty nine point nine. But yeah, Denzel Ward had a grade of like eighty eight. It, we we could have used Marlon Humphrey when we played Kelvin uh, when he was at Florida State because at, every single time Kelvin got the ball, like Mar, Mar Marlon is contesting that and like putting his putting his hands through through his arms and just chopping down good pass deflections. Look for AJ Green to get shut down tonight. Do you think Do you think that leaves it open for John Ross? You think he'll get – if anything is going to get done, it'll be through John Ross. You think John Ross will turn uh, Brandon Carr into what he really is? Um, a Dallas quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't expect much from John Ross tonight. Mike, Mike Williams and Corey Davis confirmed better. You think Corey Davis is going to do better? Yes. This, this season as a whole, Corey Davis will do better than John Ross. Hmm. Mike no. Williams will be, will do better than both of them. That's I'll believe that. I'll believe Mike Williams. I, I don't know if I believe. The, I, uh, I don't know if any team has Mike Williams who's going into Buffalo this week. That that's a good player. Yeah. That's a good player right there. Yeah, very good play. Um, Start all your chargers. Everyone, anytime someone plays Buffalo, you start as many of those players as you can because it's. it's and, and, when you, and when you have Lashawn McCoy, never start him. Yeah, or just don't drop them. Yeah, or, that or, is... or just drop them. Just put them on waivers. <laughs> Honestly, better off. I mean, that team's Who has him? I think mean, Joe has him. Yeah. I mean, he gets volume, but I mean, volume is not much when it's seven carries and 22 yards. But volume's not much when you're down like 36 nothing in the first half and you have to throw every down. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Joe's team, I'm looking at it now. Um... It is not too shabby in any way, shape, or form. Um, and he's got AP. He could play. I would play AP maybe even before Sean McCoy um, against in, in against the Colts. Little Adrian Peterson action. I mean, he looked great in Week One. Jack, yeah, I don't know. Kenyon Drake scares me. Frank Gore's still getting more of the touches than Kenyon Drake is. No, I'm talking about AP, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I'm just talking about oh. the team in general. I mean, the Tevin Coleman, too, with Devontae oh, Freeman down. And Tevin Coleman, I think, is better than Devontae Freeman. He After is. having Devontae Freeman last year, so much that they got Tevin Coleman is a better talent. Once Tevin Coleman gets to free agency next year, he should be a second-round pick. Yeah. He goes to a team that can actually use him. Like, He's the most underused player, I think, in the NFL. I don't know who else. The Colts? He went to the Colts? Oh, my God. 
I th- I think I think against above average front sevens, Devonta Freeman would be the better pick. But uh, with below average front sevens, I think Tevin Coleman will probably be better because Tevin Coleman's so fast that if if you have a, a hole so huge that you can drive a Mack truck through, he's gonna yeah. bur- he's gonna burst through. That's twenty yards. But with a with a good front seven and like you need good ball carrier vision, Devonta Freeman's better at running between the tackles than Tevin Coleman in that sense by far. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. think I completely. Agree. That's yeah. Devin Devonta Freeman is a much better make you miss guy between the tackles, uh, run you over more. Yeah. I think Tevin Coleman can more make you miss. Yeah. Well, right, but Devonta Freeman running through the hole, like he he has just such good ball carrier vision and patience running through. Tevin Coleman doesn't really have that. Tevin Coleman's more of an athletic specialist. But mm-hmm. regardless, they're both talented. Tevin Coleman should be a you know, secondary back in the NFL. He sounded enough to start somewhere. Buffalo, maybe. Or they should just get a shot boy out of there for his own sake. Yeah, I mean, like, I know he wonders if it's on his girlfriend and stuff, but, like, just trade him. Uh, Dude, you got to get those jewels back somehow. Um, so I'm looking at the NFL, the actual NFL games coming up this week. Which game are you thinking you're most excited to watch besides the Ravens Bengals game? Of course, Tots. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, there's a, there's tons of good matchups. Uh, um, I think I think Giant Giants Cowboys just because. Yeah, those teams I was gonna Cowboys say that, but not to toot my own horn. <laughs> well, let me do it for you, Ryan. Let me do it for you. <laughs> both, both teams. Both teams going into that one. Giants looked a lot better than the Cowboys in Week One. Let's get that out of the way. Dak sucks. Their O-line, the Cowboys O-line is supposed to be the best. They couldn't pass block for shit. They could not pass block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Who are you throwing the ball to? They dude? lost two of their five starters, right? They lost Travis Frederick to uh, Hoskins with Fulham. And then they lost, um, who's their right tackle? No, Fre- Frederick doesn't have cancer. He has... Um, some like genetic disorder or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, right. He's not. Yeah, gonna, yeah. He's not going to die. It's just like a degenerative like muscle yeah. disease or something. Yeah, it's a nerve disease. I forget what it's called. Wilkins Barr, I think, is what it is. Mm. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. So, um, yeah. So I'm super excited for that game. I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, playing the Cowboys at any time is fun, just because it's always. Oh yeah, and it'll be a Sunday. NFC East. Well, is, and they're both zero and one. Whoever loses that game is in panic mode. Ryan, are you scared of Demarcus Lawrence? Uh, I think he's more scared of Eric Flowers. I'm more scared of, yeah. If, if Eric Flowers has to match up every play with him, I'm scared. Um, just because the man is a, a trash can. Um, <laughs> and that, I mean, Tower Center thing is like he's the revolving door yeah, of the I'm NFL. Sure. Like, Eric Flowers is a video game. He's an American revolving door. <laughs> just lets, lets anyone through. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that that's a little upsetting. I think that you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna be able to run the ball with Zeke. I think that's your strongest asset as a Cowboy is you can run the ball with Zeke. And I think our run defense is fucking phenomenal. Our our linebackers don't have great pass coverage, like Alec, Alec Ogletree, but you know he, he'll stop the run. You're gonna run it up through snacks, like. Yeah, who are you throwing the ball to, Blake Jarwin? You're gonna hit Alan Hearns on friggin' Landon Collins over, over top, like I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, that's good I don't know. That, that, uh, what, what do you think about owning Zeke in fantasy, though? 
He's going to get his touches. He's I just, I don't think he's going to have the game people are expecting out of him. I think the Giants are going to show up and know how to stop them. It's a run game. Um, play the Cowboys twice every year. You, you know how to play against them. Um, yeah, it's going to be an awesome game. And then the other game that little preview of the playoffs, maybe Patriots-Jaguars. Yeah, that's going to be a low-scoring game, I feel like, too, but still very good. Yeah, it could be, or it could be high scoring. I mean, I could easily see the Jaguars getting up twenty-one-three off of like two defensive touchdowns, and then the Patriots coming back in the fourth quarter. It's mm-hmm. like an amazing game. Um, I can believe that. You know, the Patriots just—I mean, you know—their receiving core they're so weak. Their running back cores are so weak. I mean, they only have James White and Kenyon Barner, who they just signed this week, healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Are they, are they able to get it done with James White? Which, I mean, Bill Belichick has been known to do so in the past. But Yeah, I mean, dude, right he, was, the he was the rightful MVP of the Super Bowl when they beat the Falcons. So Exactly. And the Jaguars just got – just lost in the conference championship last year. You can't tell me Jalen Ramsey's not even more hungrier than he was last year. Oh, he's, you know? And Jalen Ramsey just happens to be the voice for that defense. I mean, they're all mm-hmm. they all have that attitude. Yeah, especially with the with the Patriots line problems, their, their tackles going down, their their first overall pick. I mean, Clyde. I mean, I, I know firsthand what Clyde Campbell can do to a fucking offensive line, and it is a fucking annoying. He, watching that man just eat you alive every fucking play sucks. Well, one matchup, only. one matchup to watch in the Jacksonville game. Uh, I know everybody remembers that phantom pass interference on Boye uh, oh, when, yeah. when he ran when he ran Cook down the sideline like a fucking bitch. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be exciting to see how Brandon Cooks responds to getting dominated like that. Yeah, especially now that Brandon Cooks is on the Rams and not the uh, <laughs> Patriots. Oh, <yeah. laughs> I didn't know we were talking. Yeah. Um, but Philip Dorsett, I mean. He hasn't had the greatest career, but, I mean, New England knows how to get the most out of the least. So, you know, is Philip Dorsett the new Brandon Cooks in that offense? Who knows? But he certainly has the athletic ability to be so. Mm. The difference is that Brandon Cooks was a good receiver even before he came to New England. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Looking at the – do you think if the Lions get blown out again, uh, the 49ers, Patricia is – Getting worried about his job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look as disrespectful as dis- as uh, disgraceful as they looked week one. What well, do you think? L- let me give you this fact: Ashawn Robinson, healthy scratch week one. Are you kidding? Who? Is- Where position is Ashawn Robinson? He was on Alabama when uh, we lost the first year. Absolutely. Oh, the guy who returned the touchdown. Uh, no, no, not not Darren Darren Payne. Uh, uh, this this guy was like bald with a beard, and he looked like he was like forty five, fifty years old. That's the entire Alabama team. Yeah, I mean, dude, I saw a report that apparently the uh, Lions veteran players are already questioning uh, Matt yeah. Patricia. They're upset with him. That's. I, that. I mean, dude, how many times have we heard this before? The Bill Belichick coaching tree does not fare well in their first job. 
Uh, How many times? Josh McDaniels. There, there's a bunch more. Because, because <laughs> Patricia goes in there thinking – Patricia goes in there saying, like, I'm going to do my version of what Belichick did, even though he has nowhere near the amount of respect that Belichick has. And he just walks in there and expects these players to buy in. And, like, mm-hmm. not seeing the results week one, I mean, that's not going to help. Yeah, and, I mean, especially when you're, put, you're putting it on – I mean, when you watch that game, you just feel like Stafford is trying – to fight tooth and nail to get everything done. You know what I mean? He's putting it all on his back, taking three injuries a game, you know, dinged up left and right. And it's still, I mean, that's why you're getting five picks out of him still too. But usually he can overcome that with just sheer force of will. And, I, and it's just, and it just did not happen against the Jets. Dude, the other game I like a lot is the Kansas City-Pittsburgh game. That, yeah. could, that could be a foreshadowing of the playoffs as well. Because, I mean, both teams are – can easily grab the wild card if someone else wins their division. Um, if they don't win their division outright. No. I mean, both have just such a high-powered offense. And both have not great defenses. Mm-hmm. Steelers are okay, but Kansas City has an awful defense. Um, so that's going to be a real high well, a- Andrew, Andrew, what do you mean by high-powered? Because all I saw were like six turnips. Well, dude, you gotta take the weather into account. It's not that that wasn't like a. How many interceptions did Flacco throw in, in worse conditions? Worse, dude. It was not worse. Uh, I was at, I was wild. at the game. I can tell you firsthand that game was terrible. It was like inches of rain. Yeah, dude. There was the wind was like twenty miles an hour in Cleveland. Have you ever seen twenty miles an hour wind in Madden? Yeah, you have. You can't kick it. Yeah, and Roethlisberger and can't 20 mile, mile an hour wind in Pittsburgh. In okay, but, okay, but Roethlisberger is historically bad on the road. We know this. This is an yeah, established fact. Mm-hmm. So, so that that comes into account as well. You know, for whatever reason, I'm not sure. But they're at home this week. So I, I really do think it's going to be an absolute shootout. It's going to be 35-42 or something with that magnitude. Really? Absolutely. I'm hammering the over on that. I, I mean, I mean, even though it is Pittsburgh at home, and and you gotta like him because of that, Mahomes is gonna go in there and take the league by storm. Oh, I, I Kelsey's gonna have a big week, big week. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm thinking. I'm trying. I'm trying to decide if I should go Mahomes or the safe play and Alex Smith. Can, can we just talk about for a second Tyreek Hill and just? What do you do to stop him? Can we just appreciate, like, what? What can you do to stop that man? Like, I I really don't know. You literally have to have – you have to bring in your fastest player, regardless of what position, and just say, (laughs) stay one-on-one with Tyreek Hill all game. Your third string, you know, running back, guard Tyreek Hill, nonstop. He's such a good route runner. Like, he'll he'll twist you up in a blender Mm -hmm. and then beat you deep. You know, I mean, I feel like you really just got to have a physical corner, like a Richard Sherman in his prime esque or like Patrick Peterson. Someone needs to smack that man. Yeah, you need to smack him in early to get him still. Dude, I don't, I don't think you can counter Tyreek with power. I, I think you need to match his speed or at least come as close as possible to it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can't match his speed, though, you got to hit him and hit him early. You got to tackle him hard. In the middle you of the gotta, field. You gotta have you know someone I mean? who's fast, but also can put a hand on the guy. Yeah, you you need a phys- the physical is is the answer though. I think to Tyreek, if you jumble with him, mess him up, his timing and whatnot. 
I think. But also, I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is just a cannon thrower, like slangins. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, so this was a little bit more cursory look at the week. Um, so we're gonna. This is uh, recording this on Thursday. Um, with Tots and here in, in Sour here at Watt. Um, we might do a follow-up segment just to see what it looks like after Thursday's game, but we're trying to get this out there before then. Um, Tots, any, any final thoughts that you have for the, uh, the people out there? Yeah, let me just put in my plug right quick. Um, mm, I would okay, just like, plug. like to thank uh, Jewel for uh, fueling my <laughs> addiction. You got to appreciate that, honestly. It doesn't get enough respect. It gets a lot of hate. But it's been there for you. Um, I'm really starting to question the size of the jewel pad. Um, well, you, you're going, you going through pods too fast. It's it's a constant. It's yeah. a constant out here. Um, but yeah, what else do you, you need see, to plug? Did you see that Esig um, FDA? They're uh, contemplating, or the head of the FDA said something about. Um, Proposing like a ban on all e-cigarettes or something of the nature, like riots, riots in the streets. <laughs> yeah, broken glass, Vietnamese shop owners. Also, never forget going to Mount Weekend. We literally had to find pods, and we go into like this smoke shop, and it's like, it's like a movie where you walk in, and there's like three old men all tatted up, workers. And they're usually you know, sitting at the bar smoking a cigarette, but they're all sitting there with these huge fucking vapes, <laughs> smoking them like, where yeah. you from, boy? Like, hitting the vape. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what is happening? It's basically a generator that, like, has, like, a this straw. Is, this is an old country boy hitting a yeah. giant-ass vape. Like, what is life? So apparently, yeah, this is the statement. They're alarmed at the uh, epidemic of youth e-cigarette use. And they're taking new steps to address that. Well, I think they enforce. They make him Jewel have like the two point five percent nicotine no. now. No, are you? Serious? Yeah, it was. Well, they, they they have to offer it now. They have to offer half the nicotine. So wherever there's five, there's only gonna be two point five. So they have to give you the chance to go lower. I just want to know what the hell. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it's good for you, mm-hmm. especially. I'm not saying it's good for kids. But. What's the downside for kids? Like, I just want to know. Well, you're getting them addicted to nicotine so young. Like, it's going to leave them susceptible to other things. Coffee, cocaine. (laughs) Wine, beer, alcohol. Like, I mean, it's just, I mean, think of, I mean, my little cousin's in eighth grade and she's ripping jewel pods and it's weird. That, yeah, that is weird. (laughs) Like, my, my aunt, my aunt, like, is. Whatever, but she she's buying jewel pots from my little cousin. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's some like, extremes out there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm reading this long ass thing. They're basically blaming the industry. It seems like for pushing it on kids, which could totally be. I mean, dude, right? where is a jewel ad? Name me one jewel ad besides on their website. Like, yeah, exactly. It's all word of mouth. Well, yeah, it's all. I want to be cool with you. It's all smoke of mouth. What's going to be revolutionary that uh, we're just cracking the surface with? T- THC jewel pods. Watch out for those. They, yeah. yeah. Well, the company that owns Jewel is packed. Yeah. So they do. Uh, 
They do a lot of it. Well, they have a, they have a dual version for wax pods. They already have it in like California and Colorado where it's legal. Really? Yeah. I think the problem is the jewel doesn't get hot enough or it isn't the right temperature. So, like, just plugging in another yeah, pod would, would yeah, be tough. The coils probably aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. But they, I just don't think they get hot enough. I think it's like they're only hitting 220 in the jewel or something like that. Um, but, okay, so this was – I mean, this was longer this time. We had, we had 50-minute mark. Um, that, your only plug tots was the jewel. That's the only one. Uh, one more, one more. Um, Shout, shout out to Lululemon. Uh, you know a bird dog I, I, guy? I bought, a, I bought a couple shares a while back and uh, ne- never bet against the white girl. <laughs> Driving force behind this economy. Dude, Dude, it's all about the yoga boat. The only reason Dick's and Best Buy are still open is because white suburban moms don't know where to buy electronics <laughs> and sporting. Amazon. So they still have those. Exactly. Well, for some reason, it hasn't. Fully caught up to people. People still go to Best Buys and Dicks, but I'm telling you, hot take of the day: in 25 years, Dicks and Best Buy will be out of it. 25 years? That's not that hot of a take. There's not going to be I any mean, physical stores in 25 how much years. Worth right now. There's not going to be any physical stores though in 25 years. Like that's like like. That's that's, that's mama jumbo. Dude, if Dicks is gonna if Dicks is Dicks is gonna turn into an online supplier, selling you their shit on Amazon. Then, then just Best Buy. Yeah, it's just white suburban moms that don't know where to buy phone chargers online. Yeah, but thirty dollars. But you white suburban males know where to get podcasts, and that's right, right, right here on Anchor with uh, your boys. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure having you. Thanks for hanging with us. Thanks. This is Ryan. Thanks for coming, Tots. Uh, shalom. Stay frosty. Yeah. Uh, stay heady, brothers.